Good afternoon and welcome to Stony Radio. I'm Susie Lodge. I'm the founder of the Wikimama Network and Wiki Places for Kids. And I'm here every Wednesday on the Wikimama Takeover, bringing you all sorts of conversation around business, business ownership, being a woman in business, being a parent, being a mom, all the different things. Um, and I'm here every Wednesday when, uh, on one till two. And today I'm very delighted to invite lovely Shalom Lloyd. Hello. Hello, Shalom. Hey, Susie, how are you? I'm good, thank Great to you. be here. It's so good to have you. <laughs> um, Shalom is a local businesswoman, an absolute powerhouse. She has an office in Stony Stratford, just off the high street, um, which she sort of shares um, the, a floor with her husband. So that's a, <laughs> an amazing dynamic. Um, and she has the most incredible business, which we're going to talk about shortly. Um, and also, the of such a rich history that before she even started that business and I can't ex- I, I'm so excited that we're going to like really deep dive into that and everything she's doing um Shalom is also one of my wiki mamas hey. <laughs> so we are regular networkers we speak to each other all the time and we were literally just at Frost's last week we launching were. it was great launching an incredible product which is um got links with Paramount which is epically exciting um and also she is a mum of five yes unbelievable i mean yes, it's yes, literally yes, like yes, how yes. much more can you carry <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it does weigh you down i have to admit yeah. so shalom has children in ages ranging from nine through to um somebody a, a child in the not a child oh, one in her 30s stepdaughter's in her 30s absolutely yes. so she's not a child <laughs> But that's just epic. Um, and, and two of them are twins. Yes. So there's a, there's a really great story to that. Um, so we're going to be talking to Shalom shortly about all of these different things um, around her business, around parenting. Um, but I don't think we can escape the fact, can we, that we are literally two weeks away from the summer holidays, pretty much. I cannot believe it. It is. Where's the time gone? I think we're asking ourselves the same questions over and over. Where has the year gone? I know. And now school holidays is upon us. It's insane. I can't believe it. I'm petrified. Absolutely. So I have just been, yesterday I was on the Scummy Mummies podcast. I was, it was wonderful. We were talking all things um, holidays and hacks and, you know, how are we actually going to manage and is it getting harder? Do we think it's getting harder for parents to manage days out and manage the holidays? It was a really great conversation. And I came up with a few hacks that I've got for, for people to get through the holidays because obviously it's a re- it's the longest one. I think this year, possibly more than more than previous years, we've had COVID, obviously, which was just a bit of a weird yeah, blip. Yeah. But we are in the middle of this cost of living crisis and people are really feeling the pinch. So the holidays is even more daunting because everything's so it's much more expensive. And we've just had the news of price uh, house prices um, and mortgage rates and all that—it's just all like ah, it's really daunting. So, Shalom. Yes. With your three children at home, one nineteen <laughs> and two nine, how are you going to manage the holidays? <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a strong believer, Susie, in the fact that if you think something is a chore then it becomes a chore. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, um, my 19-year-old just come back from uni. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Although the house is messier than it typically would be, I now have my ho- own house-grown, in-grown, sort of home-grown babysitter oh, when brilliant. he's not working. So that's great. Um, I used to worry about the age gap between them, the 10-year difference, but now it's coming in quite handy Yep, where he can watch them and I can go and do other things and they love having their big brother home. And I think it's also involving them. 
um, in everything that we do or most things that we do. If we think back to when it was, you know, when we're locked down during COVID, we're home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And I just think to myself, actually, it's, you know, summertime. And also thinking this could be downtime for myself and for my husband. Mm. Because right now um, I have no downtime. So I have to really force myself to be present with the kids Mm -hmm. and just have fun with it. Knowing full well, I mean, I've had these kids 19 years and nine, I've had them for a long time, right? So yeah, you're kind of used to it and you kind of, would I do without them? Absolutely not. Are they the light in my life? Absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. They come with their whole hassle? Of course they do. But we just have to have fun with it because we're not, we're all in the same boat here. mm. So what's the summer holidays going to look like for you then? Went away last year to a great holiday. So this year we're having a staycation and we're breaking it up in bits. Uh, we're nice. off to Brighton. Um, I've got family in Brighton for a week and just breaking and exploring the UK actually because we yep. don't seem to appreciate home sometimes. So we're looking for fun things to do across the country mm-hmm. really. Um, and that's cost effective of course as yep. you said you know the whole crisis happening at the moment and the, everybody feeling the pinch so yeah we're going to break it up in chunks and uh try and keep ourselves active nice and they're my reason to be active i don't do the gym often so mm-hmm. they're my reason to run around and pretend like i'm losing weight running after them <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to do a few so you're going to go to brighton which i yes. love amazing um and you're going to go off and do maybe some other little like staycations around the country. that's right and then what how will you manage weekdays what like you know so i'm imagining those to be maybe weekends that you might go away um what are you, what, how are you guys going to manage the weekdays are you going to try and stop work for a bit? Yes, I will try to stop work for a bit because yeah. as much as um, the kids have vacation, I need my vacation too. Mm-hmm. Even though when you're running your own business, you kind of, you're working 24-7, aren't you? So yeah. that would be my reason to really stop. And running multiple businesses, to be honest, means I'm not always present and it's really kind of re-engineering my mind to say mm. you've really got to be present. Um, and my husband and I tag team really, really well. That's good. And we split the days where, okay, you've got the kids or I've got the kids and we look for some activities. And family is a huge one. I come from a really big family. I've got four brothers. And we've all got children about the same age range. Mm-hmm. So we do kind of like have a schedule to say, okay, who's having the kids for a few days or who's taking time off. So we do get to manage it that way. And they love being with their cousins as well. That's amazing. So mm. you're going to sort of spread some of the childcare responsibilities amongst the family. Absolutely. So some days they will have them and vice versa. That's right. That's great. That That's leans right. very much into one of my hacks, actually, which I'll bring just after this break. So we, all the tracks today have been chosen by Shalom. As you know, we don't have ads on this uh, show but we do have amazing tracks and they all play into the tapestry of the person that we have on as our guest this is the first one it's brilliant off we go Tell us about that song. I love that song. I was rocking it here. Yeah, I know. We've just had a little dance in the studio. That's a spe- very special song because, um, as you said, I've got two stepchildren and three biological kids and it's coming together of our family that's our family theme song mm-hmm. and we absolutely love 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 Aww. love that song on sundays we normally do the house cleaning on a sunday and that's normally blaring in the background at least multiple times oh i love that <laughs> i love it oh so kids all know that song they Definitely. feel like it's, it's homecoming for them it's homecoming yeah oh it's, it's homecoming. so cool so we were just talking about the summer holidays, the fact that it's approaching. I think that everybody, everybody I know right now is getting a bit kind of 
I don't know, frazzled about the fact that there's two weeks left. Everyone's trying to cram almost like two months worth of work into one because everyone's aware that August can be really tricky, obviously trying to spread yourself so thinly. I, I just know already that I have to work. It's not, I'm, as much as I'm going to be able to take I'm going to have to take a lot of time sort of out to be with the children to do stuff um, which kind of lends itself into what I do as a business anyway so that's quite good for me but um, also I've got loads of other things I do which are really admin heavy which are client heavy and that isn't stuff I can do with the kids so I can tell already that I'm somehow manage, going to have to manage also you know to spread myself across and I can see everyone's manic I'm trying to book in these events and get people to come to events for the next couple of weeks and I was like I just can't I've got so much to do so I was I did come up with a few hacks which um I I kind of tried and tested for me and I'd love to hear Shalom if you've got anything else to sort mm-hmm. of add in that you you know you've got well you've got 30 years of parenting experience <laughs> uh, but you know most recently you've got 19 solid years that you know to, to, to teach us and I've I've got nine so but you know you've got 10 years on me on that so the first thing that I think I don't know if you do this too but a massive thing and you've just said this about your family but is that divide and conquer mm-hmm. so one of the things I find more difficult than ever and because you've got two nine-year-olds and a 19-year-old over the years you must have felt this acutely but that age gap can be really difficult when you're trying to find places that are going to it you know that, that everyone are going to enjoy and one of the things that I've just started to do much more is just accept accept that actually when we go on a day out, our children have different needs. They have completely different expectations of what they're going to do on the day out. And when we arrive at, say, um, even somewhere that's a, I don't know, just a normal play park versus a theme park, the children have really different expectations. So one of the things for me is firstly accepting that, you know, we've all got this sort of Walton's idea of what a day out is going to be. We'll all go together, we'll hold hands and we'll skip around and we'll have the best day. And actually... It isn't like that. And we're, we're going through a phase where it's, it's just not possible to, to basically to get through the day without an element of divide and conquer. So I know it's not always easy if you maybe are a solo, if you're solo parenting or a single parent on the day. But my hack around this is A, to divide and conquer when you get there. But B, the reason you can do that is, is the pack mentality. So something that I absolutely, like, I think is a must now for days out. And it's difficult because we do go on so many days out, but it's actually to try and hook up with lots of other families. Mm-hmm. My son, who's nine, you've got two nine-year-olds, he doesn't want to go out with just us now. If we suggest we're going anywhere, even if it's just for like a pub lunch or for blah, blah, he's like, who's coming with us, mum? Like, who, what, have we asked, have we asked Thomas? Have we asked Ryder? Have we asked, Dada? you know, and he'll list through all the names of people. It's not always easy to get people at last minute, but so my hack is try to plan the holidays, some days out, maybe one thing that is your kind of, the key thing that you might do that week. So like break up the week into, this is my thing, but break up the week into having one maybe bigger thing that you're going to do in the week. So you kind of work up to it and then you work down from it. And then by the time you work down, you're actually heading towards the next one again. So one thing that is like your pivotal thing for the week and try and plan those approximately six things that you might do. And these don't have to be big paid for things, by the way. What I'm thinking is huge, big picnic in the, in the woods or, you know, a trip, a, a two hour trip, maybe to Mudderford, um, to the, to the, to the beach or something like that. You can, like, the, people can do these things in a day. We've done it. No, absolutely, and, Susie. I think. And get people together. One of the things you said that really resonates is just acceptance. Yeah. I think acceptance is a big one because, um, 
I, I sometimes people say to me, friends say to me, you make things sound too simple and mm. it irritates them. But I just think life can be as simple or as complicated as we make it. Exactly. Um, sometimes we as adults or as parents or guardians look for those big, massive things to do. Mm. And kids really do sometimes like very simple things, even if it's just going for walks and taking their scooters with them. Exactly. Um, can be, depending on how you go, the route you take. We found this, what we call it, is it the long one or the short one or the one that has many sort of assault course type things that we can do along the way. Um, so there's, is about keeping it simple. Yeah. And not really stressing yourself too much because we get stressed because we're trying to plan so much yeah. and pack so much much in mm -hmm. and I realized very earlier on that I mean I think with, with my older one Isaac it taught me a good lesson because with twins I'm so much more laid back yeah. than I was with Isaac I, I used to stress about everything with the yeah. twins you know for me I'm quite a strict parent actually Monday to Friday my children my children do not see any gadgets That's good. No iPads, yeah. no Nintendos, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So weekends is their binging time. They mm -hmm. binge on the weekend. Um, but the holiday time, I have less guilt about them going on any sort of anything to do with technology. Yeah. But it's just the simple little things, I think, that because um, we, we tend to stress ourselves more than anything else. Absolutely. I think. I think we do. Mm. And this is why I'm, I think what I'm trying to say here in a bit of a roundabout way is we all think, oh my God, we've got six weeks of holidays to fill. Actually, I think simplify that to six things so the rest of the time it can be really small stuff like i say really small it's still it still have to parent but have them in the garden organize play dates go on spike rides go on like more local things think about the local local stuff that you can do which Absolutely. might be we have wonderful the wonderful mk gallery which has um has the cinema which is up to a fiver you know it's not cineworld which is eight to ten pounds a person which just is actually become cinema has become a big day out when actually it's an hour and a half isn't it and yeah, absolutely it, and it used to be an almost like an affordable smaller thing and you'd think about something like i don't know orton towers is mentally of like price but you know you think of that as a big day out for me now even something like the odeon or or cineworld is actually quite a big outlay And so I think keep like keep in mind all those local, yeah, smaller, it quite simple. I mean, I'm looking forward to going um, roller skating. Yes, yes. That's, are you going to go to a, a, a roller skating disco? Or? Yes, roller disco. Yeah. I think it's in Stantonbury, and yeah. I uh, I used to roller skate a rollerblade a lot as, as a, as oh a my young gosh. person. Let's go together. <laughs> so, um, but you know, watching the kids fall over, learn, etc. That's that's part of the fun of it because they want to go again because they want to get better and better. Yeah. Particularly when they see their mum skating, is like yeah. ah. And I want to show off as well. Yeah. Like I can oh do something goodness. that you can't. There's something so <laughs> exhilarating about literally dashing around a, a hall on your on roller skates. I literally love it. I'm so with you there. So yeah, so my thing is divide and conquer. Get groups of people together. That way the children have got other people, other children their age to play with yeah. and to hang around with. They're entertained so they're not fighting with their siblings, not arguing with you, not constantly asking for things. Um, you also have other adults to spend time with and to talk with, which actually is a massive thing for me um you know i get my energy from being with other adults you know it's i love being with the children i really do and i'm certainly better out than in um however if i've got other people to sort of bounce off that really makes the day for me um 
but it also is a, a logistical thing too there are, when you're on your on days out sometimes if you are solo parenting or even just with them or even a, a couple parenting the children on the day out it can be quite difficult on that divide and conquer I remember when I went to Gulliver's recently I went with the two girls and I thought it's fine it's a, it's a small children's play park this is um, theme park this is going to be fine and it wasn't because I had to uh, most of the rides required an adult per child and we were totally screwed in that bay and, and this lovely lady behind me was a solo parent um and she was in tears and it really made me think do you know what this is um actually we now need to come in groups i think because then you've always got somebody who can take the children to the toilet someone who can run off and get an ice cream someone who can be there in the queue you know actually i know it's not always possible but for me this is a huge hack and it's that whole divide it takes a community doesn't it really it takes a community to raise children exactly it's not just you know down to the parents it takes a community and getting together and having sort of like small packs of people or groups of people yeah um is a good way to go and you you mentioned before leaning into families it's just a a oh yes that's my big one yeah yeah, i'm quite fortunate to have you know a big family so i tend to lean and they and they lean on me as well Mm. so it's whoever's got the bandwidth let's go that's great um i have another hack for being at home um and that is um someone told me this ages ago i think it was during lockdown but one of the things i find quite stressful as a parent is the constant requests for food all day when you're at home because when kids get bored they automatically think that they're hungry you know, and, they're, and they're not necessarily um so this was a brilliant hack and i started using it in lockdown and throughout the holidays Get all of the snacks that you're prepared to allow the children to have in the day together in a, in a box per child in the morning. Stick them all in there and basically say to the kids, these are your snacks for the day. You need to spread these out across the day if you want to. If they smash them all down before 9am, that's up to them. But there isn't any more. I think that within a few days, they'll, get, they'll grasp that as they watch their, you know, the more controlled sibling who's still nourishing through the day. Nibble, 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 nibble. And the other kid is like, oh, I haven't got any sweets left. Wow. You know, I love it. It, It's all a balance. It's all a balance because I use that time as well to get them to have more vegetables. So Mm. if you want to have the crisps, you've got to have more carrots and broccoli. It's a good idea. You know, it's just balancing it out. Yeah. You know, you can have the crisp, but if you can't have it, if you don't finish all your carrots or Uh finish your broccoli or whatever vegetables you've got. It's great. So it's using that time because during school term i'm just too busy to kind of force them to eat any any vegetables yeah so during the holiday time and you know trying to cook with them or help they, they get them to help to prepare the meals as well or whatever it is brilliant involving them in it it's really good yeah. so it's like i love this because it feels like you're you use the holidays as a really good opportunity to have a not a reset but like as you said like a readjustment and just a re- to be present really I, I really know that as a as a working mother uh, as a businesswoman i haven't got that much time no. when, when, during school term i really don't no. and i don't feel so guilty about it anymore i used to carry this guilt around me all the time so just school holidays i see it as that time to kind of relieve that guilt mm. to be honest and, and try and be present but i mean we're going to talk about this in a minute but the mm. momentum behind your business right now is is wonderful is it epic um so I'm sitting here thinking, how are you going to do that? How are you going to put the brakes on a little bit during, you know, I'm sitting here thinking now because I've got some excellent momentum in mine as well. And things are starting to really take big steps forward. I'm like, oh, I've got to take a big step back in August. But, um, you know, but I want to. In fact, if if we both 
come down to the, the brass tacks of it, we are doing it for the family. We're doing it to have a great life. Yeah. We are not living to work. We're working to live. To live. Absolutely. And, you know, and sometimes it's remembering that. I've got one more thing. I think I've got one more thing to say about, this is my little hack. If you're a disorganised mother like me, um, you know, everybody thinks, oh, she must be, you know, she's uber parent. She's always doing this a little, not at all. Literally, I get myself out the door and I get to places and then I figure it out. But that actually just applies so much stress because it's when you arrive and you go, oh my God, nobody packed the coats. Oh God, we haven't got lunch. You know, the kids are asking for all this. It seems to be about 50 quid a person to eat. You know, all those things. Actually, that little bit of organisation really, really makes a difference to your day. Now, one of the things I think if you are a disorganised person is that asking to be organised throughout the entire holidays every day, I think that's a big ask and I don't think it's possible. However, if you at the beginning of the holidays did think, do you know what, I'm going to spend half an hour and I'm going to chuck a whole load of stuff into my boot, which makes me organised for every trip going forward, this might just be the answer. So what I'm thinking is get the wellies at the beginning of the month, stick them in the back of the car. Get a whole load of spare clothes for each person that's coming. Maybe not the adults, but depending on on your adult. um, uh, And stick it in the back of the car. Get like that raincoat, stick it in the back of the car. Uh, All these things. And maybe like a a big pack of, um, I don't know, water. Like a big water bottle that stick it in the back of the car. All these things. I know you might think, oh, I don't want all that stuff in the back of my car. But it just means that you've kind of got yourself organised once for that eventuality that you won't necessarily be prepared for on the day I'm the when wrong, you're... I'm the yeah. wrong person to talk to about that because I'm, I'm one of those really, really annoying... Are you organised? organised people. That's good. Yeah, because my husband says, to, well, what's the plan? He knows I always have a plan. Yeah. And when I say, actually, there's no plan, he goes, no, if you knew, what would it be? Yeah. He always probes and I always have a plan. And I always... I By my bedside, I always have a notepad and pen. Yep. And ideas come to but me, things come hat. to this me, so I just yeah. write it down and move on. Mm-hmm. And when I look at that list, I think, ooh, excellent. And it's quite, it's a bit OCD, to be honest, I think, because I, I then categorize them somehow in my head. Mm. What's going to, what do I need to do upstairs before I go downstairs? Yep. I tend to do all those things before I go downstairs. Mm. So somehow it's, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm super organized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the reason for that is that you've got 30 years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> no. I you're, think, you're it's, a sign, I think it's a scientist person. in me, actually, uh, to be honest. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. So if you're not Shalom, <laughs> anybody that... <Sorry. laughs> no, I think it's great because what you're saying as well is that you... Because I, I'm the same. I have loads of ideas come to me. What I'm not doing is I'm writing them, de- not writing them down. So I am somebody that keeps so much in my head, and that obviously then can create overwhelm. It can create stress because then you do forget something because you didn't write it down. Um, recently, I've been in this terrible place of treble, treble. Honestly, booking myself into things because I think that I've got it stored in my head correctly. I haven't had them a minute to write it down properly, and and then I find myself doing that. You know, constantly constantly having to cancel and then you feel like a really disorganized person um so you're writing it down is a parent hack it's something that you're taking that 
the idea out of your head, getting it down on paper, which helps you with your organisation. Yeah, and it's everywhere so, I am, Susie, because yeah. I, I use I use my notepad on the phone, my phone, because yeah. we use our phones all the time. Yeah. So some people think I'm rude, but I'm typing stuff and I'm not messaging. It's, it's just me actually putting thoughts down on paper mm. or if I'm listening to someone, I think, oh, that's a great idea. And I just put it down and I go to my notes page and I have a look and think, okay, I can clock this off. I can tick this off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so I think that I might at least give myself a little bit of a foundation and just get some stuff into the car so that if we do have a day where for some reason someone has an accident in whatever form that might take um, or might need wellies, even though you don't want it to be a welly day, in, but we do live in Britain. So, <laughs> hey, um, you know, having extra water, all those things. I'm thinking for me, just getting that in, in, in the early days might just mean it's, it's just one less thing to remember mm. on those days out that we have got planned. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to go into uh, Shalom's next song, which is another one I absolutely love. Um, she's going to tell, about us after, uh, tell us reasons behind it afterwards. Um, and then we're going to deep dive into exactly what Shalom does, because I've teased you this far. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wiki Mama Takeover. I'm here with lovely Shalom Lloyd. Tell us about that song. Oh, that is a song for my children. Um, they are the sweetest gift. Um, I, they are my Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear that song, I get quite emotional because yeah. it just captures everything about my children. 100%. You have a really special family, don't you? You were telling me just before, um, you obviously have your wonderful Isaac, 19 now, uh, yeah. um, and your other two children as well. Um, and they must be your husband's from a previous marriage, I'm guessing. But your twins came through four rounds of IVF. Four right? rounds of IVF. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the fourth fourth cycle. Absolutely. Over a period of 10 years. Yes. And and a, <laughs> and, a, and a period of 24 grand or something. Absolutely. Like that, Crikey. So yeah, the sweetest gift, thank goodness, did the come through. Gift. And we praise God for that. Um, it's a really lovely song. I, I just love Sade, I, every one of her songs. Um, so, yes, thank you so much, Shalom, for joining me today. Um, we have we could talk about summer holidays and kids and everything until the cows come home, but the reason I wanted to invite you on is because I literally adore your business. We met about, I don't know, I think it was a couple of months, three months ago now maybe. Three months ago. And we hit the ground running, didn't we? From the moment we even, we jumped on a Zoom and within 10 minutes crazy, we were like, wasn't it? whoa, what is this synergy? <laughs> it was so amazing. And then I popped down to see you a couple of days later for a coffee and it was just like... A, a just clicked we did yeah a match made in heaven yeah um and since then we've we've created amazing business together we ha- your products are now in frost the incredible Thanks to you <laughs> the, the incredible <laughs> lifestyle venue that is in Raven sands um but tell us what is your business and tell us all about it oh goodness um i proudly run two businesses here in stony stratford and we've been here for about five years now actually in stony um, the first business that most people know me for is my skincare brand, Naturally Tribal Skincare. Um, Naturally Tribal Skincare was started because um, after four cycles of IVF, having the twins, uh, unfortunately, my little boy Joshua was born with severe eczema. And yeah, after going through those rounds of IVF, for someone to say to you, oh, you know, you need to put more steroids or more chemicals on this child after being pumped with 
you know chemicals myself during this whole process yeah for a decade it was a no-no for me mm-hmm. um so i started mixing in my kitchen with uh natural ingredients particularly shea butter as a base mm-hmm. and stumbled across a eureka formulation and That's within incredible. three days josh's skin became what it should have been from birth it was a miracle for me to be honest but while you're going through this you're researching and you're realizing that there's so many parents mums, dads um out there children and adults who are suffering from skin conditions. Skin conditions to me is a disability that people don't talk about very often. There's 900 million people on this planet who suffer from skin conditions. Mm -hmm. In the UK, one in five children have eczema for various reasons. So it was really my solution was to find something that was natural, genuine, authentic. Because I was one of those parents that spent thousands on different things Mm -hmm. i was so desperate out of if he said to me i was going to work i would have bought anything Mm. so those are the people that i had in mind when i started naturally tribal skincare and for me it wasn't just about putting a skincare product out there it was really about how the business was run as Mm -hmm. well um i don't just go and buy ingredients and then you know mix my lotion and potion as as they say it was really trying to find the source um of the ingredients, particularly our shea butter sauce, remortgaging my home here in MK, building a factory in Africa, employing rural women and harvesting these ingredients and bringing them to the UK and manufacturing here in, Do- in, well, in Dorset. Mm. Um, so Natri Tribal has been, um, it's been that sweet gift really, I find. Yeah. Um, I'm a pharmacist by qualification, so I have every respect for medicines in our lives. Mm-hmm. But for my newborn at the time, that wasn't really an option. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important that you said that you're a pharmacist because a lot of people will be sitting there thinking, I wouldn't even know where to start in mixing um, ingredients to create a product or you know, to create a solution to something like this. So your background in, uh, I'm guessing, chemistry and pharmacy. Pharmacy. Helped you. You know... When people say that, it kind of gives you credibility when you say to people, you're a pharmacist. But yeah. I was just really a desperate mother trying to find a solution. Yeah. But of course, my my background helped in the sense that when I observed this child, it was the inflammation, the itching, the redness. So looking for things and looking for ingredients that were reduced to inflammation, reduced mm. to itching, reduced to redness. And that's where the kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, the science of it came yeah. in. And looking for those ingredients that were tried and tested that could, what, what combination of these would actually have the effect or impact that I want on this child's skin. Yeah. yeah. So did you, were you already aware of um, the properties of shea butter from your childhood, from your background, from your family? Um, were you aware of this? Actually, no. Um, no. Shea butter, all I knew was that it was used on me as a child. I hated it because it was one of those things that was just plastered all over you as a kid. Um, most people of African heritage would definitely share the experience with me um but it was then when i was researching looking for ingredients and what would it was my dad um god rest his soul who uh, actually sent me the shea butter from back home from nigeria right um and said oh we've used this for generations type thing so i started to use and i started to think what can i infuse into it that would actually increase the efficacy of it. Amazing. Um, so that was, like I say, I said to people, it was a complete fluke. It yeah. wasn't something that was ooh thought through. It was just out of desperation. What yeah. could work? Um, I was tired of the um, 
uh, emollients he was being prescribed, the mm. steroids. It just wasn't sustainable for a newborn. Um, so I just went for it, really, yeah. Yeah. And just for, you know, I'm completely sort of, I'm not new to share butter because, you know, as a as a girl of the 90s, a kid of the ni- 80s and 90s, we kind of grew up with the body shop, mm-hmm. didn't we? So I, 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 that's kind of what, I, if I think that's what, what I remember seeing the, 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 the term on their labelling. Yes. Um, and I've since learned from you that actually they don't, their percentage of shea butter is actually pretty low in those products, right? It, it's the body shop. Uh, Anita Roddick, who's a founder of the body shop, is an yeah. idol. Um, she passed away quite a while ago. Um, yeah. She was the one that really put shea butter on the map in she terms of, of, of cosmetics and skincare. Um, and she valued not just the, the shea butter, she valued the source of it. Right. They're about, um, oh God, how many, 18, over 80 million Af- rural African women who rely on shea butter as a source of income. Mm-hmm. What tends to happen is that, you know, shea is one of the very few, if not the only ingredient that's a humectant, occlusive, and an emollient all in one. Normally you have things that are emollients or occlusive, basically attracts moisture, locks in moisture, and penetrates the levels of the skin. And shea is one of those unique ingredients that does that. Mm. In its rawest form, unadulterated form um shea is incredible it's used in africa for people with arthritic pain for arthritis it's used for stretch marks it's used for various skin conditions it's been there for generations what tends to happen is in its raw form it has a really oaky not very pleasant smell Mm -hmm. very natural and very raw what people tend to do is refine it basically bleach it and extract or get rid of the supposedly unpleasant smell. Mm. So chair is normally sort of creamy or yellow. And by the time you strip it, you can get really white looking shea butter. So they're trying to make it kind of more consumer friendly. friendly yeah. Absolutely. Mm. It's still a great moisturizer, mm. even when it's refined. But what you're losing is a lot of its properties, a lot of the efficacy that comes with it. What makes us different is that I use the rawest of the raw. I just still use the unrefined shea butter. I know where it comes from. It comes from our factory. I know how it's processed, etc. And I know it still has natural goodness. Mm. What is it? I'm sorry, this is probably a silly question. What is it coming from? It's a shea nut. It's a shea tree. It's a nut. And the, the season started, actually. In fact, we had our team, <laughs> had our team out um, in Africa collecting. So your team are going nuts? Yeah, they're going nuts. <laughs> they sent some videos yesterday, which I got really excited about. Aww. So um, between, we're in July now, between May and August, um, the, the fruit starts to drop. And then the women collectors go out there collecting the shea nuts. Or the fruit, I should say. The fruit is then uh, sort of um, crushed and opened and you get the share nut and then it's part boiled and dried and then you get the share kernel and then you process the share um, kernel and you get the share oil. It solidifies into the butter. Oh. It's it's an amazing, wow. incredible, wonderful process. Mm. Um, and, and this is the process your ladies out. Yeah, yeah this is the process we go doing. through um, to get the butter, and then we bring it over here for for our products. Yes, amazing. Yeah, and you've had some amazing like success stories from it, haven't you? Since you've been on the shelves, you've I know that you receive pictures and, oh, and comments the time. all the time. We have people um, every day, every other day. We get 
men, women, children who are just saying thank you, um, are just saying this is amazing. Uh, for me, it's the kids that I love because yeah. I know what it did for me for Joshua. Yeah. So when a parent um, sends us photos, in fact, half of them just say, no, just post the photos. Don't, don't, don't hide it. You can, we'll give you permission to post it. Because like I say, skin conditions are very debilitating and they, they are, you know, people lose confidence it impacts mental health absolutely eczema psoriasis dermatitis keratosis pilaris there are so many conditions out there we've had people where a young boy wouldn't go into the swimming pool because he was embarrassed and ashamed because he'd made fun of and the grandmother wrote to us saying since using the yara oh my goodness a transformation that's what gets me out of bed every day that's what kind of um that's a bit i love it's it's amazing. I've seen so many of these photos that you've shared because obviously I've sat with you in in rooms and you know it's just been amazing. It's over, and all over your social media at naturally tribal. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing. Uh, I, I just I just love it. And I think what's so special is um, having sat in rooms as well with other mothers with babies who and children who've really suffered. That that is a um, a shared. It becomes a community thing, doesn't it? it? And, does. I, and so that's why these um, mums are saying, just share it to tell other people because they know the pain that they've gone through, that they've seen their children, absolutely. like Joshua scratching to, ble- to bleeding. Bleeds, yeah, absolutely. And, and you cannot, you know, you're sitting there and you had, just do not, what to, not, not know what to do for your child. Um, and so it's uniting this group of people who, and you know, and you are... A, you are providing an amazing solution. That well, we're trying as, to build a tribe, yeah. a community of people who are um, who can see the value in what we do, mm. and uh, you know, sharing a problem. And just because I've gone through that, I can certainly relate to when people, either the adults themselves or they have children who are going through something like that. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. Mm, it's absolutely. Heartbreaking. And just to make the point too, that um, your products, as you said, it's not just children and babies. You said adults. Um, oh, you know, yes. And, and we've been talking quite a lot because over the last six months, I suddenly developed acne on my face. And you, just, and you say it's a confidence thing. It really is. And as somebody that spends quite a lot of time with her face, on social media um, and you know in a public situation hosting things and you know I I really found it affecting me because I didn't even have acne as a child or as a teenager and it must be a hormonal adult thing hormonal it could be stress related it could be anxiety it could be triggered by anything it could be triggered by a treatment or medication that somebody's on it could be so many so many reasons for Mm. that being triggered so for me it was also important that for children that's how it started but also knowing that adults i'm I'm perimenopausal right now and Mm -hmm. you find people out there um marketing products as oh specifically for menopause no you just need things that would increase collagen production and you know our products help with that so you don't need anything sort of different or special um patients who are going through chemotherapy or radiotherapy Mm-hmm. who are, again, like I was during IVF, pumped with so many chemicals. The last mm. thing you want to do is put more chemicals on your skin. Our skin is the largest organ in our body, absorbs over 60% of what we put on it. So what you put in your mouth and eat is just as important as what you put on your skin. Absolutely. Yeah. And you said something really interesting the other day about steroids and actually how your skin eventually kind of gets used to it. Is Absolutely. That right? If things are skin, your skin... Again, you know, I've worked in drug development and clinical research for the past 26 years. So I've watched miracles of medicines out there saving patients. So it's not necessarily... I'm not anti-chemical-based treatment. 
But for me, um, when you use something like steroids all the time, it does impact your skin. And some people, there's some patients who are still on steroids for their skin condition, but they give their skin a break for a couple of weeks and use our products Mm -hmm. just so to give it that balance. So everything in moderation, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and just before we talk about the really exciting thing that's just happened, um, you did just um, make reference to it slightly then, but you have a second sort of part of your business, isn't it, that supports mm. a completely different group, but in a similar sort of way. So tell us a little bit about that. So the, the again, a Stony-based business, mm-hmm. we're based at uh, um, uh, the Stratford Arcade, um, is another solutions-based business. All my businesses seem to start because I'm looking for a solution for something. Best I lost way. my father three years ago now oh. to cancer. Um, he was educated here in the UK, in London, but he went back to Africa um, and he suffered, um, his cancer was 12 years. I was convinced that if my father came back to the UK and got enrolled into a clinical trial, that he would be with me today. Mm-hmm. But he refused to do so. He just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that although I've worked in this amazing industry called the pharmaceutical industry for 26 years, I didn't realize that we don't run research or drug development trials in Africa. Because if we did, my father would be able to enroll into one. So I started a company to get pharmaceutical companies to run clinical research in Africa. So today we run um, trials in Congo, Gabon, Tanzania, Nigeria, um, Ghana, sort of many African countries. And basically the aim of the company is to get pharma companies run trials in Africa and give patients access to medicines. 95% of cancer patients in Africa die. Mm. Cancer is a death sentence. Right. They have access, no access to medicines. Mm-hmm. So this other business was started because I just thought if dad went through this, other people are going through it as well. So yeah. I wanted to start something that would give African patients options. Oh, I find it so much. I find it so emotional. <laughs> Every time we, I hear this story, I'm like, oh. Um, and there is um, an element of the two businesses have sort of dovetailed together recently as well. Isn't it? My I know two that, worlds have collided yeah. because, I mean, I've worked in cancer research for a while and then realising that our products, Naturally Tribal Skincare products, are amazing for cancer patients, be it cancer survivors or cancer uh, patients going through uh, treatment. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the transformation of their skin mm. uh, using our products. So my two worlds seem to have kind of met somewhere in the middle. And that's hence we started the Smile Project with the Lewis Foundation mm-hmm. to make these products available um, to patients in the community who are going through cancer. Yeah. And is that, that's across the world, is it? Is it not just No, this is, we're starting with MK. Are you starting with Milton Keynes? We're starting with yeah. Milton Keynes, yes. Yeah. So actually we have our first... What, what it is, is that we have workshops um, across MK. And these workshops is where we are, actually the cancer patients in the community actually register for the workshops. Our first one is 29th, 28th of July. And they come in, they have a masterclass, teach them how to use the products. But it's also an avenue through which they can just talk about what they're going through. The emotional cost of cancer is huge. And meet other patients as well and form groups, form friendships and be able to have a forum where you can actually have a conversation. Because once you're in hospital, you come out of hospital, 
it's great having a supportive family but nobody knows what you're going through more than somebody else going through the same thing with you. Mm. So getting them together and giving them a forum to bond, to share ideas, share experiences, as well as bringing um, new things to them for them to be able to, that will help them along their journey, the emotional cost, not just the financial, but the emotional cost as well. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Oh, I'm going to get, go to the next song because I need, I need, to, I need to regroup. So <laughs> let's go straight into this. This is uh, Case by Tenny. Yes. I've never heard that song before. So tell us about that one. It's, um, it just takes me back to my African roots. Um, if you, everything I've talked about, Naturally Tribal or EMQT, all roads seem to lead back, lead back to Africa for me. Yeah. So it just, that song reminds me of the struggles of the African woman. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love it. It's amazing, and that just it leads exactly what I was just going to say, which is that it, what is just so amazing about the kind of grouping of all your businesses is that you are creating these natural tribes everywhere that you go, aren't you? You know, so we were just talking about the kind of community, the little tribe of uh, people who are eczema sufferers, yeah. the mums themselves who have children um, who are suffering from these skin conditions, um, but also, you know, this cancer community, Absolutely. another little tribe, and um, this amazing group of women in SL where your factory is and you have been you've given these women this amazing opportunities life opportunities and earning opportunities uh, absolutely Susie. i think i always people always talk to me about how amazing it is and how you're giving back to africa i'm not giving back to africa i think it's just the right thing to do um for a long time people have used african aid in the same sentence mm-hmm. i think it's a is trade and not aid these women are like you and me. They're working, they're earning a living, we're paying them wages. So for me, it's just like having an employee here. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Uh, and it feels good as well. I've got that feel good. When a woman says to you, I've roofed my house because yeah. of my wages, or I've paid my children's school fees. Exactly. I mean, come on. I, I just feel incredible. And there's a whole thing about connecting people Mm. even without them being known that knowing that they're connected so you pick up a jar or bottle of any of our products and somebody who's over four thousand miles away a woman in essan has produced the ingredients is that's what we call source to jar right Mm -hmm. you can trace the ingredients from the source into the jar that you're holding which means a lot to me you know and i've always said to people that I've built this company, Naturally Tribal, on three strong pillars. Efficacy, products that work, end of. The second is what I call planet hugging. Everything about the brand has to hug the planet. And the third is ethical sourcing, empowerment Mm -hmm. of women. We talk so much about empowering women. For me, it's think it, say it, and then do it. Mm Definitely. And you have this strong belief about getting, you know, that Africa just needs to stand on its own two feet. Africa you don't have this view of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm tired of Africa and aid. Africa has <laughs> to start. It has enough resources. By 2050, I think Africa will represent a third of the world's population. Right. It has the youngest population in the world, that wow. continent. Absolutely. Brilliant. So it has to stand on its feet. Yeah. I love that. So, um, Source to jar mm-hmm. um, and talking of jars. So one of the most exciting things that's happened to you, I think this year, or was it towards the end of last year? Is last it, year, yeah. Very, very recently, um, is this brand new collaboration and licensing deal you've got with Paramount Brand. Yeah. Paw Patrol. <laughs> Chase is on the case. 
Oh, anybody listening to this is going to know Paw Patrol. And if you don't, then <laughs> where have you not, been? This might not be the show for you. Um, tell us about this incredible. Oh, opportunity. it's an incredible opportunity because there was a, so we saw an alignment there because obviously Paw Patrol, the pops adventure, solving problems as you know for children, and there was a synergy there. And for me, um, when you if you go on our website, for example, look at the Paw Patrol range, it actually, um, yeah basically packaged for children which mm-hmm. is how my company started right yeah. uh, for little one and i think every parent can relate to this it's actually teaching our children about using great products natural ingredients clean ingredients green ingredients and actually making it palatable for them yeah so when you put it in packaging a paw patrol packaging they're just like yep i want that i want to keep the box i want to play with the products i want to wash with the body wash or moisturize you know my children do it as well yeah. um at, even at nine i think because of it's, they see paw patrol everywhere in the house now so it's like yep i want the one with paw patrol but it's the same one you've been using for ages no no no, no i want the Paw Patrol one. So it makes it easier for parents to also use the products on the children as well. It makes it fun. Bath time fun. Exactly. Play to your audience, right? Absolutely. You know, that's what they want. Absolutely. And it's, it ties in so well because this year in October, there's uh, the next Paw Patrol movie. The movie, yes. The so movie's coming out. So, um, yes, it, it just ties in really nicely. And we're only a small company, Susie. We're a tiny company in Stony Stratford, but I call us small but mighty. Yeah. Um, because the, the mighty pups. The yeah. mighty absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, because... To have a, a, a partnership with Paramount, with Paw Patrol, is, is a dream come true. Yeah. Um, it really, really is. Um, and we're doing everything we can to maximise it, make noise about it. Mm-hmm. And um, fundamentally, what's in them are great products. Everything I've talked about that we stand for. Mm. Um, only difference here is that we now have something that children can have fun with exactly because you know once you when a parent knows that they've got something that that's a, a solution for their child the next barrier basically is the child itself you know the child that doesn't want qc or whatever it's called exactly QV or, you know rubbed all over them or, exactly you know, that any of those horrid kind of clinical looking stuff you know that smells gross and uh, all those things i remember it because we've went through various things with our kids as well and none of that is is exciting but this is a way to get your kids engaged with an incredible product they, that's you know, right they're gonna love it you, you know, know the attention span we all have kids yeah. you know the attention span of kids you want something that will engage them something that they will actually use because here people say oh they won't use that they won't like that but now I'm hearing the opposite yeah. with Paw Patrol. No, exactly, exactly. And I have to say, they the, your products do smell amazing. So I know that you're using the raw ingredients and I know that you're not for refining. But actually, I uh, was in a room with you the other day and we passed these incredible products around and they do smell lush. So oh, they're amazing. So you are doing something like... Well, it's make- <laughs> using essential oils and using, you know, like the, the, the in the Paw Patrol pack, the yeah. shampoo and the conditioner. Brilliant. We call them body... Um, sorry, not body. Hair food and hair cleanser. Um, they have peppermint so it's using things that are also familiar sense that are familiar to people as well it's awesome i have uh such incredible visions of how, how where this is going to go and i you know i'm i want to take you on tour Amen i want to, take to you on, that i want i want children to feel you know to to kind of get involved meet characters and not have them just behind the screen That's you know right. i want this is a really nice way to get sort of in touch with Paw Patrol on a much closer basis and I, I hope that in the future kids will be meeting Paw Patrol characters while also enjoying your products. Absolutely. So it's really exciting and they are only available right now in Frosts. Yep. 
uh, either on our website or in Frost. That's right, in yeah. your, on your website, of course, yeah. as well. But exclusively sold in Frost. And your Naturally Tribal brand, um, the sort of adult, I guess, range, the adult focus range, although it's exactly the same product, sorry? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. nicely packaged in this beautiful um, packaging. Um, that is available in? Well, we've got it in Frost as well. Yeah. At Harrods in MK, Centre MK, so and on our website. Exciting. Wonderful. So, um, this has just been such a lovely chat. Um, where can people get hold of you if they want to find out more about all the different things that you do for, for either cancer patients or, you know, for um, skin conditions? What, where can we get in touch with you? Um, I'm everywhere on every social media <laughs> platform. <laughs> I am everywhere. Um, if you just Shalom Lloyd, uh, my name is quite unique actually, so there are not many Shalom Lloyds out there. Uh, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and of course, Naturally Tribal. Just type at Naturally Tribal um, on any of the social media platforms and have a look at our website, mm-hmm. naturallytribalskincare.com. And just have a look through, read through any questions. Feel free to come back to us. We'll help wherever we can. Amazing. It's been wonderful having you. Thank it's you. It's been incredible being here, Susie. Thank you so much. I have one final question for you. As a, you're a powerhouse of an entrepreneur, I literally find you so inspirational. Thank you. I love being in your world and doing everything that you're doing. And I'm just so great, uh, grateful to be on the journey. If you could give a bit of advice to another woman in business out there who has, you know, got an idea or, 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 or an issue that you spotted, you found, you had, what, what would your advice be to somebody? I, I always say two things that have helped me. Um, the first is a quote by St. Francis of Assisi. Um, people who know me know I live by this, is start by doing what is necessary and then do what is possible. And before you know it, you'll conquer the impossible. Just start by doing what is necessary and do what you can, do what's possible. And before you know it, you'll conquer the impossible. And the second thing is people talk about failure. Um, Failure for me is an option. Failure are those steps you climb towards success. Mm -hmm. Name me somebody you admire, look up to, adore, that hasn't failed at something that they've done to get to the next step. It is an option. And, you know, we started talking about children and holidays. For me, they're a blessing, right? We knew what we were getting into when we had these kids. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's only a chore, if I call it a chore. I know there are difficulties, but what... I can't, I, I, I can't imagine life without them, mm. warts and all. Absolutely. So it's really about embracing whatever life throws at us. Life is really short. In the past three years, I've lost three amazing people in my life. Oh. And oh my goodness, it just made me realize when we say life is too short, it really is too short. So let's not sweat the small stuff. Let's just live, mm-hmm. laugh when we can, love when we can and be happy when we can. Amazing. So... Uh, failure is not an option. Um, I love that because it really plays into something that I always uh, say as well, which is setbacks are often setups for what's coming. Absolutely. So I really love that. Absolutely. So thank you, Shalom, for thank joining us. Thank you for us. having me. Thank you for having me <laughs> in your world. Um, we're going to go out playing this great track by Prince and God Created Woman. Yes. So have a great day. And thank you, everyone, for thank joining you. us on the Wiki Mama Takeover. We'll be back next Wednesday, one till two. And I'll see you soon. <laughs>